Winner! Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are talking about an award-winning story today. Um, a as thousand always, pounds. <laughs> yeah, it is British. Yeah. Uh, as always, I am Nick Mahalik, joined by Nick Gregorio. Hey! And Daniel DeFranco. Yo. We are book record a beer, and we're talking about a story today, a piece of flash fiction that has won the Bath Flash Award. Daniel, you have chosen this, and I'll be—I uh, will be blunt. I had not heard of or read anything about the Bath Flash Award previous to now. I don't care for awards and things that are awarded to people because I think the majority of the time they're uh, total horseshit and do nothing but bolster. The resumes of uh, those who know other people, and I don't care for them. So, plunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So, I, I think awards are bullshit. I, I, I truly do, and um, I, I really, really, really think that if awards were to be given for Flash, uh, however, this story should win one because I think it's fantastic. Okay. So I'll talk a, really a little. Story. Yeah, I'll talk a little bit about the Bath Flash Flash yeah. Fiction Award. It's hard to say. Yeah, um, I like that. It's easy to read, though. So. <laughs> uh, I think they've been at it for quite a few years now. And I think over the past two years, they shifted how they do it. Now there's, I think, two or three of them a year. And oh, really? as soon as this one closed, the next one opened up. And you can buy your... Um, so you have to pay to get into this award. Mm. So it's already... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Shitty. For, <laughs> uh, for, for privilege, <laughs> essentially. Oh, right? of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's not a ton of money, but it's still money. And if you don't have, you know, you might have to fucking buy diapers or food, you know, and instead of yeah. submitting a story to a, uh, international, um, flash fiction contest. So they cap it at 300 words, has to be 300 words or less, not including the title. That so I'd say that's, that I'd say that's micro fiction. Yeah, I, I'd yeah. agree. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, students hate me for making them do that. Oh it's God, so yes. tough. I have them do a micro Micro fiction. is fucking... Hard, man. You know what, though? They get markedly better by the end of the year. And then the la- at the end of the year, I have them do a piece of Flash, thousand-word limit. They love it. Mm. Yeah, it's freedom. Lose their minds. Yeah. But again, a thousand- imagine if I started with a thousand words. And then made them shrink. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a 300 words or fewer. Um, they uh, do this. Uh, I'm losing. Man, I'm, I'm fucked up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> But he's sick. He's sick. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. We, we, we haven't been just crushing beers the entire time. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, where I was, I was going with uh, our former guest, Madeline Anthes. Yes. Uh, she, in their uh, last year's contest, was on their long list for 50. Long list, yes. Right. And then she shortlist as well. I think she made the shortlist as well. Yeah. One story was in the long list. Well, both were in the long list, yeah. right? And then one made it to the shortlist. Uh, yes. Uh, we'll correct that. But they get published in the anthology, which. I don't know if that's you cool. Get for free. Um, Normally they they so here's, sell here's the copy. The one cool thing about this contest is it opens up uh, an opportunity for unknowns to um, potentially win a thousand pounds. I think it's like five hundred pounds for second place, three hundred pounds for third place. That is cool. Yeah, I, I you know you mentioned that that like even if you're in the uh, the lower ranks, you you still get. 
you know, an I, award. I do, I do like the payout. Cool. It's only for like one story. It's I think like nine pounds, which is like ten to twelve dollars. Yeah, um, you could win a thousand pounds, which is like fifteen hundred bucks. That's, that's that's yeah. so, no small amount so of hot the, the, stinky yeah. quiche. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, and they do. Quiche. I just submitted uh, two stories to the last one. I I didn't win. Um, or be reading my story. (laughs) 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 Do you, you, so you think awards are there? No, I don't. Worthwhile and cool? Yes and no. Sometimes yes. Most times no. I think it's all a way for an organization to make a bunch of cheese. And uh, I never called money cheese before until right then. It felt so weird. (laughs) I never called it quiche until I heard Nick say it a few weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) Stanky quiche. The, The cynic in me thinks that it's just a way for a journal or an organization just to bring in a bunch of dough and they're going to pay some out, but just as a way to make money. Cause why, and why are they like, what prestige do they, do they have to right. bestow an award upon anybody? And I, I don't know. I just know that it's a thing. They were like a lit journal, I believe. And now that they, they just have a contest. Um, it is blind though. You submit everything. Uh, your document has no trace of your name on it. So yeah, that's most in of theory. Yeah. It is a meritocracy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yes. In theory. I got you. But the the thing about awards, I think, is is like most things right now, is that we're sort of overwhelmed with them, and and I'm I'm not sure what they're doing other than to sort of, I don't know. A lot of times I see that awards are given to those that are already uh, with award and, and that have all this stuff it's just yeah. kind of like piling well, on have you ever seen a first place winner that doesn't have a like slew of a thousand pubs and like yeah yeah you know i haven't i never have and 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 i think that that's sort of what my thing is is like is it really that this um writer is 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 that acclaimed and should be that acclaimed and is that talented uh, are they that good that, that much they good are winning work? is that them, is, are they doing that much good work or is it that um sexy to have that there's something else yeah. at play i'll here. tell you what was sexy and what helped um when i got my one story nominated for a push cart yeah like that just it adds something to your name and it's yeah and it's that, sexy that's, and it's also and it made me feel like a million bucks even though i mean you just because you're nominated for the push card probably means you have no chance to win the push card. And that's so that funny because the push card used to just be like a whatever, like throwaway thing. Like I went to the push card 2016 reading because Zadie Smith yeah. was one of the readers, and I and and I was like, oh, so cool! I bought the anthology, whatever. Yeah. And 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 I liked the vast majority of the readers, the the stories and stuff like that. But you know, you you're talking about um, everybody can nominate from. The Pushcart, the Paris Review nominates to the Pushcart. It's mm-hmm. for the best independent presence, yeah. and the Paris Review nominates. Like, and so my thing is You're more up against all this, of them. This is what I think happens though with with contests, and this is why I have so, something of a problem with them is because we start measuring our happiness and our worth by these yardsticks of our prestige and 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 different things like that. The number of of pubs we have, the uh, number of uh, awards we have or have been nominated for. And I think when we tie our happiness to that and our worth more so to that, then we're actually not so much focused on the art that we're creating, but more so the uh, sort of like value that others are placing on that art. And I I find that that can really sort of sway, especially young writers, um, their 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 mindset on something. It's like if you're going into 
And it's, and it's because everything's monetized now, right? And, and if you're going to be a, a, a writer, you have to have these things on your resume and under your belt most times to be able to be given the opportunity to just do what you've been doing. Right. And and so when we're talking about the arts, especially, you know, kids that are going to school to be artists are thinking about what will I be paid when I get out of here? People that are going to school to be philosophers, right, to to be philosophy majors are literally thinking, what job can I get rather than, you know, thinking that I'm adding to the store of human knowledge, that I'm that I'm, I'm participating in cultural transmission now. And 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 that's where I find that these yardsticks uh, really don't necessarily do as much good as they they might do harm in 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 really impacting the art in a in a negative way. I'm I'm listen, everything you just said is completely valid. I totally agree with it. Um my fragile psyche as an artist requires being noticed. And like as much as I don't like that, sure. Like I know the way my brain works. Now, is that an individual or have you been conditioned by the society that we've grown up? I don't in? know. Cause it took question. a lot from, because I, I used to think I'd be happy if I got, um, uh, a record contract or if I went on tour yeah. or if I got published or something like that. And it took a, a little bit of time for me to kind of like step outside that and realize that that's actually for me anyway, I really felt like that was something that was impressed upon me. You know, yeah. when you have family members, different people telling you, will you be paid for your show tonight? You're super excited because you're opening for a hero of yours. Will you be paid for your show tonight? And you have to say no. And they go, sounds like a waste of time. Yeah. And then you think to yourself, well, is it a waste of time? Because I know I'm not getting paid. No, I'm actually course. paying to go down there and play because I'm driving my stuff. And I might get like, I'll definitely get paid in beer, but I might get like 20 bucks max. Yet it costs me probably close to that for gas there and back. Sure. To get out of that mindset and go, no, but what I did was something worthwhile. Yeah. You know, um, is is a tough thing to reconcile in America um, for the past, well, however long I've been on the fucking planet. You know, I, I think that's where we've been since the 80s uh, is, is all these businesses and different entities have inserted themselves into places where they're not even needed. Right. Like, yeah. does a writer need a publicist? No. <laughs> Fuck no. You know what I mean? You're writing. You're putting your things out there. Do you need a publisher? Sure, because you don't have a press in your basement. But, you know, I mean, like really beyond that, do we need all these entities that insert themselves and then put more pressure on you to produce something that is going to appeal and be validated by more? I don't know. Well, I, it's, I've, I, I, I don't want to move us to a different thing, but, but well, I wanted to mention that with regard to it being an award winning. Yeah, I just think that that adds, you know, you have to think about with self-publishing at that point then. So right. it's like, is, is all self-publishing probably worth the read? I don't know. I, probably not. You know, that, that's my point. Like, yeah. but like music, like you, you need to produce your own shit yeah. and put your, that DIY aesthetic. That's what gets you to where you want to go if you're good. Um, writing, on the other hand, is like if you put your own shit out, uh, oh, it's just another guy who put his own shit out. And now everybody, because self-publishing has become so prevalent, you know, when you have a story published or you have a book published, they're like, oh, did you put this out yourself? Fuck no, I didn't. <laughs> Fuck you for asking me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> sure. Because, like, there's just so much garbage in the world. There is. And well, that's what we talk about all the time, right? Yeah. The level of shit has risen exponentially. Yeah, and, and you know, every, every I guess, art genre of art has a different point of view when it comes to putting your stuff out. Yeah. Like comic books, you self-publish. That's how you get noticed. Music, you do the same thing. Traditional writing, prose, poetry. Don't self-publish that shit. And and that's the thing, is it that we're still in 
in a um, an archaic sort of mindset and, and mode, or is it just that's the best way for this particular art form to exist? You know, and I don't have the answer to no, that. No, I don't I'm either. Just, it's know. a big question. It's a big, big thing to bring up. Let's talk about the short story. episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Even though the story is an award-winning story. Uh, and it's uh, very, very good. I yeah, love it. You guys it. think it's good? So yeah. I do. Tell our listeners why. So I, I loved it because it's listing without being listing. What's, what's the name of it? So uh, Things were, Left and Found by the Side of the Road by Joe Gatford. Right. And it is um, a, uh, a writer from the UK. So you're getting little sort of bits of diction that you know what it means. And I, that's where I thought it really shined for me was some of these things that are on the side of the road are mm-hmm. literal, tangible things. Right. And and it might be a cone or it might be a um, stroller, uh, something like that. And, and some of the things, the words that she she uses are inherently British, but I know exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And I agree. And I see that those things uh, do exist on the side road. I think about this. Here's what really resonated for me is I think about this all the time, all the shit that's on the side of the road. Cause I mm-hmm. walk often and I, I, you know, especially living in the city, you, you see these things that have, that are discarded and yeah. what do people leave behind? What do people discard? What do we sort of like not, deem as valuable enough to hold on to for long enough that we could get to a trash receptacle or home, yeah. you know, and, and things of that nature. And, and I think she really looks at not only those, those things, but also people and emotions that we leave behind yeah. and, 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 and things that are left. And you could really, really fuck this conceit up. And I think she does not at all. No. And, 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 and is in fact, making some real profound sort of like connections and realizations yeah. as, as she goes through. Um, so in that way, I loved it. And I love that it's a single paragraph. Well, I, I loved it for many reasons. First of all, I, I think very much like you, Nick, in that, you know, but like I, I, I kind of take it on like a weird astrophysics to a re- weird astrophysics level. Like I, I would love to see like where my shoes had fallen, like where my steps were. You right, know, at, right, at a certain yeah. point in time and be able to like I left skin atoms at that place where someone else touched those atoms and you know brought them with them absolutely the interconnectivity you know? there, yeah. yeah so like and I find I'm, I'm I'm always fascinated by that by that thought and it often makes me feel very small and when I feel very small and connected to a larger thing I feel very good yeah um, absolutely the first line of it is baby car seats sometimes with babies in them swiftly recovered i immediately was like hemingway right you know what i mean yep um and not only that that drew me in so fast that i just i the rest of it was just a joy well that hit me really uh hard too and this is the thing like this is a british writer right and Mm -hmm. we're getting all these connections to not only american literature but the um Northeast Corridor line of New Jersey transit from basically goes from 30th Street Station, you pick it up in Trenton, goes up to New York City. I've written it hundreds of times. That's called the bloodline because uh, people throw themselves in front of it often, right? It's the highest suicide, you know, and all the trains around here. Um, I, on that train, have seen strollers on the side of the tracks countless times turned over some that are positioned in a way where I I truly wonder if there's a child inside. And recently I saw a video online of a baby stroller on the tracks that a guy jumped in as a train was coming, picked up, had a child inside and 
brought brought up that someone had left Jesus. their child to be run over. Yikes. Um, and 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 so all these things, like this is like all over the world. It seems it seems like a bizarre statement sometimes with a child and say, like, get the fuck yep. out of here. And yet we see that it does exist, you know, yeah. kind of all over. And that, that's yep. just such a striking, like the destruction of uh, the death of innocence, yeah. you know, like that. Um, and, and it just, it's, it's a hell of a first line, man. It, it is. It's a, it's a really striking, um, sort of way to begin. And I love that she brings it back. It's similar to what you were talking about too. Uh, that even the roads themselves at one time were different when they were Roman roads yep. and there was never a, uh, a, a turn that couldn't be predicted or seen coming, sure. you know, that there were no surprises on the Roman road. I, I, that every line for me had, had a, a level of depth, you know, some were deeper than others, but there was always more nuance and more to sort of unpack from each one, which is a mark of flash fiction, of course. But yeah. I think for me, if I was to say, what's an award-winning piece of flash and what is strong or good flash. Um, it would be this because it does that, but it doesn't do it in a way where you walk o- away at the end going, I think it might be this, but I, I don't, I don't know. And nor do I really care. Right. Cause sometimes it's just, it's just that at the end of the day, yep. the writer hasn't really done it well enough for you to want to know what's being said or for you to be able to unpack it where it's not easy. Mm-hmm. You have to do a little work, but you are rewarded justly at the end yeah. for doing and it. And like, and instead of this being like one snapshot in a, in a, in a micro piece, yeah. you get dozens, absolutely hundreds. Absolutely. And I fear that Daniel's criticism, because I know that you we'll don't come right particularly from that. care for that, <laughs> is going to come right for that and say, is this a story? Is that what right. you're going to say? I don't think it is a story. Yeah, that's mm, a, yeah. yeah that's a, I th- we I, haven't I, talked. I, I knew I it. I totally yeah. knew I, it. I, I, I loved it when I read it, and I was like, Daniel's not going to like this. <laughs> um, I picked it. So, yeah. <laughs> so so not, yeah, tell not, us why, though. Tell us why. Not to poop on it by any means, sure. but just it won an award. Absolutely. Um, yeah. A big one. A lot of people have spent a lot of money on. Yeah, that's true. People like three people win a lot of money from it. So and to think, like if you're able to give an award of a thousand pounds, how many nine pound entries do you, yeah. as the proprietor yeah. of this award, you yeah. know, kind of? Um, if this was the Bath uh, Poetry Award, which I think they might have, then maybe I would say, okay, I get it. Okay. Um, so I don't think it's a story. Um, the ending left me. You know, she 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 goes to this list of all these things found on the side of the road. As you said, they all have, they could have deeper metaphorical meanings, and then the end she lingers. I on, think they do. Yeah, yeah. Um, roadside recovery phones, standing at respectful intervals like neon orange sentinels, angels fallen, bewildered in concrete, wondering where all the souls have gone. So that's a really good ending. Yeah, it's a very very strong fucking ending to a story. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think that there was a story here. Um, another is we have to weave our own story. Yeah. So wasn't that the uh, point of minimalism? Right. And then to a larger degree or, or other degree, you're giving just these fiction. these Karens yeah. for the reader to then see as 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 the signposts they are and create their yep. own narrative in between. Listen, I don't think it's bad by any means. No, I don't think you would have picked yeah. it if you did. Yeah, I I just don't. Th- when I think of flash fiction, I don't think of lists. This is why I love you, man. I, I, anytime. We we disagree. I'm always forced to. Well, any of us disagree. I'm always forced to think about it in a different way. A friendship. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> will I continue talking to this person? So when we, when we no, but to think about it, is it a, is it a story? Because I, I really thought that would be a thing. And to myself, I reconciled it as the story is 
large. Mm-hmm. And and I think that it's it's meant in a in a not corny way to represent the road as being as as being life, but more so the the path of human existence. And, oh, and life's sort of a that. highway, baby. Yeah, I'm gonna ride it all night <laughs> but long. But that's the thing. I didn't I didn't take it that way, and I'm, and I'm sure you could take it in that sort of corny. Because that reduces it almost almost too too much. I know. Right? I'm just being facetious. Absolutely. But <laughs> but 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 I always worry myself when I when I go like what does this mean? And and I end up there. Like, yeah. oh well the road is clear and this is this is this is human existence and this is this is the path we're on now and these this is the detritus or this is the debris that we're leaving behind in twenty eighteen. Yeah. And 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 what is the debris that's been lost before, you know, those souls and different things like that. Um and so, but I always worry myself because I'm like, oh, have I oversimplified? Have I made an otherwise profound piece corny by my stupid brain, you know, yeah. looking at it the way I have? Um, in this one, I didn't feel that way because I, I really thought that it, it wasn't hitting you over the head in any sort of way to, to have you go, oh, the road, is, I get it. Because I'm not even 100% sure that what I think I get, I get but I'm comfortable in the knowledge that all these images that have been created and the individual pieces of this... Mm-hmm are meaningful and have enough depth of meaning for me that I could walk away with just understanding a few of those and, and, and holding on to those and what they mean. Have you ever seen the time machine? Like the, the old, old film, the HG Wells yeah. story turned into film. Yeah, I have. So when he goes forward in time, right, the whole world collapses and rises again and collapses like a time lapse of all of human history. Yeah. And this is, it read like that to me. Mm. Yep. Just like a time lapse of just all of this. And we don't this realize, seeming, yeah. seemingly it's, it's trash, but right. it's not, it's, it's people. It's, it's what, you know, the, the legacy of whoever left this stuff. And it's a little bit like, and it's big. Yeah. Cause you, cause you know, it's like also a, a, a little bit, um, disgusting and 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 frightening at the same time because it's like you're remembered by what you leave behind right yeah. we have clay pots and tools and these different things markers of, yeah. of previous civilizations that that we can mark their intelligence by the pyramids and, and different things like that we can we can really look at you know perhaps what their level of of knowledge and grasp of their world was um and is what we leave behind going to be that which we've created which is thus made indestructible like plastics and and, and yeah. these these certain things that are actually are we going to be remembered by our garbage and not our products that we're proud of yeah. you know and and so that kind of as soulless things exactly yeah. like are we uh, are we going to be the plastic generation are we going to be the plastic age right because because yeah. we have a golden age we have an iron age we have a bronze age is 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 our age over the past you know Few hundred years, years you're gonna be uh well, yeah, 50s, well plastic hasn't been along that long. Yeah, 50s but, kinda came out big time. Right. Um but but when we're looking at what's left behind, uh, are we gonna be seen as 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 sort of the the garbage age? Yeah. Because what we're leaving mm-hmm. behind in large part is garbage. So I'll say what uh, Joe Gaffer succeeded in here is um conversation. Sure. You know, yeah. creating uh, any line you could take any line yeah. and talk about it for a, a piece of time for sure. It's just, uh, this thing is more of like a, a fingerprint, you know, it's an impression, I think. And so maybe, you know, the fault is mine of maybe I have, uh, I'm, pu- I'm putting strict confines on what, what flash fiction should be. Well, I uh, think what you're doing to give you some credit is more, you are putting confines on what, uh, well done or, or 
you know, what you see as as a strong story in flash fiction mm-hmm. looks like, because that's what you've seen. Uh, yeah. So when I think of this story, it Which made me think of... Which equals taste, you know what I mean? And yeah. Like, yeah. And that's good stuff. Uh, the story we read a couple weeks back, uh, Carmen Maria Mercado's uh, Inventory. Yeah. That was a list story. That was a story story. That was a story. Yeah, absolutely. Right? There, was, there was a soul... Uh, the thing had a heartbeat. Because it had a central character. Yeah. And here I think what we're seeing is there's... Uh, this macro micro zooming that's going on. Yep. You made me think of that, yep. yeah. but that's really, cause then you get the time when you didn't go home for Christmas and then we go zoom back out to yeah. something that's universal, yeah. universally sort of recognized. I literally thought of that when that line happened. Just the zooming yeah. macro micro. No, micro, like micro. the Christmas line. Oh yeah. Like yeah, I yeah. could, I could uh, just a flash of a time when I wasn't home for Christmas. Yeah. You know, and that's, you know what? maybe I'm also just sour grapes because I didn't win. Oh, yeah, you I'm, I'm, willing, I'm willing to accept that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Joe Gadford beat you, and yeah. you're salty. Yeah. No, but I'm not. Maybe, who knows? Maybe I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> Could you imagine if it was just that? Yeah. It's like, I'm the so whole time pissed. pissed. It's actually really good. I can he loves read. it. Yeah. He secretly loves it. Like, I ask Ellie, and she's like, oh, yeah, he loves it. He, he can't stop talking about it. He talked about it for months. <laughs> So I'm, I'm big enough to realize that maybe subconsciously that could be at play. Sure. Um, but these things that sh- uh, the narrator or or she she did, um, I see in other pieces of flash fiction, and they work really well as little. Um, I mean, Christ, I've done this in a few of my stories. Um, one was almost exactly like this that um, did hypertrophic you know the world published. Spins doesn't that have pieces of this uh, in in what is it the key of E or something like that. Oh, a little bit, yeah. So that one does, yeah. That story, the universe hums in B flat, had yeah. pieces of that, and then the one that published in Hypertrophic, um, uh, when you find yourself at the center of the earth, mm. you know, there's a narrative, yeah. And then some, I don't want to talk about my own shit, but I see other people do these things all the time, where they have a narrative and then they drop in those beautiful flashes of just like a pa bump, pa bump, pa bump, pa bump, yeah. And it, it's a good way to get you from A to, you know, potentially like K or K, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're jumping. Yeah, you're jumping around, which which you know you're filling it in with with, um, again it's 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 zooming out to that macro. You're filling it in with something that's universally mm-hmm. sort of tangible. Um, Do you guys often get the feeling so like when I when I when something strikes me as really good, whatever it happens to be, um, my first thought is holy fuck, I gotta do better at what I do. Oh yeah, and and like that's that that's what this did, and that's what Claire Hopple's stories did. Um, from a cast a few weeks back, yeah, I just wanted to go home and write. You know what I mean? Because it's just I don't know. It strikes me like that. It's like I think such a powerful thing. To, yeah, to it really is. It's art a, begets art. Something. And and what's interesting is it kind of ties back to last week's cast when we were talking about you know you love in, in rainbows and there's an accessibility to in rainbows and it's not experimentation for the sake of experimentation, which I'm not sure that Kid A was, but I think it has glimpses of it at least. And when we're thinking about Writing, it's really interesting because I find that I like when I have to work to understand something, but I equally like when I understand it almost immediately because in both instances I can recognize how strong or brilliant mm-hmm. a piece is. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's those ones that I think bridge that gap of work that you're doing to accessibility and ease and understanding. Yeah. And, and, and when those two are married uh, in, in sort of like a balanced way, 
that's where I find a lot of these ones that I do see are winning awards or are, are doing this. They're doing a really good job of, of sort of balancing those. Sure. I know, you know, Palinick and, and, and Izard and, and stuff like that. They really love uh, Amy Hempel. Yeah. And well, I love and Amy Hempel. I find that she's that very she, difficult. She, yeah. So she's, she airs on the other side of that yep. and she's almost like a writer's writer in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, I've been in bands where, where your favorite band's favorite band. Like you're not going to, like us that much but you know the people who are doing this a lot will 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 understand or get it or or like it more simply because it's doing something that they want to see done but they don't see done most times you know and so bridging that i felt like this does bridge that I, i think it does but i think your point daniel is very very valid in that you're right that there's not necessarily an arc and a story in the same way that we like or be used to in the traditional yeah. sense of story yeah because of character what's what's right. missing here really is character because the character right. is everyone character well i guess that makes a point yeah. it's it's like a, a story yeah. written in second person without the you yeah you know nice I mean? yeah, yeah i agree but fuck stories stories the second person story is annoying even the ones that i've written nah. i'm like ah. Oh. i second can't i can't person. read them see again. i like them a lot when they're fucking good because so many of them are garbage jachico's yeah. the uh, hardest thing about hell is that you have to climb down into it. Yeah. I teach that. My kids love that. I, That's a great second person story. I, second person is so hard yeah. to get into. Um, it's like reading a choose your own but adventure book. But it shouldn't book. be. Right. That's it the shouldn't. Thing. But like it reads like a like an R.L. Stein choose your own adventure book. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, it has to be really great to break me out of that. Yeah, um, to not see that because yeah. yeah, that really is an interesting perspective. I used yeah. to love the Choose Your Own Adventures. Sure, they're awesome. I used to love them pre, Mister Stein. There was those ones that you could get that were older from like the oh, back in the day eighties and stuff right like on. that. Where at the bottom of the page you choose and then <laughs> and everything. Yeah, I like it. Final thoughts. I really think it's a, a brilliant piece of writing in its universality. I I, I love that the images and maybe it's just English speaking countries yeah. something like that. We're influenced by one another for sure. The UK and us, but um, I just, I loved how often I could relate mm-hmm. and feel that I was relating not to our author, but to humanity. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm right there with you um, to go to, to go back to our conversation about awards. Um, if I had some arbitrary random award that I would decide to give to somebody, I would give it to this story. Yeah. Um, Cause it's great. I love it. I love it. And it, it, it won. Just justifiably, yeah. So. Um, I don't dislike it. <laughs> I, just want, I want that to be on record. I don't dislike it. It's. I don't think it's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. Um, as far as contests, you know, if you got the money to blow, enter them. If you don't, then fucking don't. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Sure. They're always gonna exist. I just. I feel like people sometimes tie their their worth to them, Probably and bad. that's that's my only issue. Yeah. Terrific. <laughs> that I said right. loudly and perhaps <laughs> annoyingly so. Uh, <laughs> excellent. Cheers. 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 Uh, make sure to check us out on the internet, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast, on Twitter at bookrecordbeer, and on Instagram at book.record.beer. We're also on iTunes, so make sure you check us out there and star it. It'll be great. Thanks a lot for listening.